0: Good morning everybody, happy Monday. This is Mondays with May Bay, and I am Jeannie Mae. On this episode today, we are gonna talk about breaking the strongholds of society and in the middle of such a crazy world, right? Like if you stop and look, 90% of the world is is covered in sin. And and especially in cities, right? If you literally stop in the middle of a city and look around, there's drugs, there's lust, there's prideful, there's greed. There's just so much sin in a city. There's so much sin in the world. It's crazy to think when you actually stop and look around how much deceitfulness is actually out there how much we get caught up in the corruptness of today's society whether like i said earlier whether you know it's doing drugs whether it's drinking whether it's lying whether it's hurting whether it's being greedy whether it's being prideful there's so much sin and and it's crazy to think especially in today's world we have literally everything at our fingertips with the internet with just all of this technology, all of these new explorations, all of, these no- all of this knowledge about medicine, literally everything we could want is at our fingertips. And yet we are still ran and corrupted by sin. Now think about that. When I start to think about all the deceitfulness in, in the world, think about this overwhelming hunger, and I know that kind of sounds funny, but but for me, when I stop and I look, yes, I see all of the sinful ways, right? And I've, I've even partaken in it a time or two. But when you stop and look, I see a hunger for God. I see this overwhelming emptiness in people that are hungry to know God. I see this I don't know the word to use, but I just I see it you know like when you look around you're like man that is so sad man look at this man look at that like there are so many examples if you just open your eyes and look around at how how sinful the world is because we've allowed Satan to come in and take over But the best part is there's a hunger for God. There's a hunger to get to know God. There's an overwhelming hunger for God to work through us. Allow God to work through you. To be a light. To be a light in the darkness. I know a lot of the times we get shy and we get scared because... We think if we stand up and we start talking about God, someone's going to say we're crazy or people are going to shun us or people are going to mock us, and that's okay because that's Satan working. The closer you get to God, the more Satan's going to attack you, okay? When you're out partying and you're doing all the sinful things that Satan wants you to do, he's not worried about you. He's not going to try to attack you because you're doing exactly what he wants. You're right where he wants you. But when you're leveling up, and you're doing better, and you're getting closer to God, and you're living a righteous, glorifying life, that's when Satan attacks. Not when you're down here partying. When you're up here. When you're climbing up the ladder, that's when Satan's going to attack you. So if you feel like no matter how hard you try to do the right thing, something always knocks you down, that's Satan attacking you because you're getting so much closer to glorifying God. The more you glorify God with your life, the more you live a righteous path, the more you shine that beautiful light inside of you, the stronger Satan's going to attack you. So if you feel like you've just been hitting wall after wall after wall, no matter how hard you try to do the right thing, keep doing it because you're on the right path, okay? Also, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> scatterbrained here. um I don't know if you can tell or not, but I haven't actually prepared today's lesson. I kind of am just going with the flow here. We're here, so we're just going to do it together. All right? We're just going to let God work through me and tell me what he needs to tell me. (laughs) Tell you. Tell me what he needs to tell you. That's what we're going to do. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about repentance because I am one of those people that when someone tells me, you need to repent, you need to do this, you need to do that. I have this like big, crazy idea of what it should be. And I'm like, oh, I, uh, are you sh- I don't know how to do that. I have to change my whole life. I have to make all these changes. I have to do that. Like, it's not that scary. It's not that intimidating. Okay. Literally, when you hear someone say, you need to repent, have you talked to God? All you are saying is you need to have a change of heart, whether it's God, please help me in my lustful ways. Help me change my heart. Help me be focused. Or, God, I've I've been screwing up a lot lately. My heart's just not in it, man. Please help me purify my heart and get in the right place. It's literally something so simple. It's something as simple as saying, Hey, God, um, I just, I've been screwing up a lot lately. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I... I've been drinking. I've been drinking a lot more than I should and I probably shouldn't be drinking, but I've been drinking. So please just help me, you know, get rid of that habit. Help me kick it. Help me change my heart to glorify you, Lord. I'm, I'm sorry. Something so simple. Literally repenting is a change of heart. It's not changing your entire way of life. It's not making this huge change and it's not literally just turning your world as you know it upside down to glorify god it's something as simple as saying god my heart's just not in it man please just come into my heart and and purify my heart help me help me see what you want me to see it's something so simple okay so i know a lot of the times when when you're kind of dabbling in it and you're like my life, I just need to change. I just don't know what I want. And you're kind of like searching around, right? And you might keep hearing people talk about God and you might keep seeing these things on social media or you might, just these little things, right? That's God trying to pull you in and say, I hear you, but I need you to come to me. I hear you. Here's a sign that I'm listening. Here's a sign that I understand you're in troubled water right now. Here's a sign that I know that you need help, but I need you to come to me too. So God's gonna offer every opportunity to come to you but you need to take the step towards him also to repent to say hey God please purify my heart man like I need help okay and as soon as you say that and as soon as you allow him to come into you like into your heart and into your soul you will be amazed at the difference I silly okay but here's an example I remember driving in my car and I was listening to, like, rap music or, you know, some country sad songs, because every country song is pretty much sad, but I'm just, like, listening to these tunes about drinking and, and girls and drugs and money and, mm, yeah, I'm gonna get rich, oh, yeah, I'm so cool, right? Like, just bopping listening to music, like, bobbing my head with the tune, and I'm just driving. and And I felt cool didn't really understand most of the music, but I felt cool, you know, I'm looking around and my music's loud and everyone's seeing me and I'm like, yeah, what's up, right? Versus today, when I allow God to come into my soul, I told you guys that was silly, but here we are, okay? Today, I'm just driving, going to the bank, I'm just driving, and I'm listening to this worship song, and I'm just driving, and I literally just start... Weeping because I feel the presence of God. Did you know a majority of people know God? Right? And I know that sounds silly, but like we've heard of Him. We've heard of what He's done for us. We've heard of Him sacrificing His life on the cross so that we could live. We've heard of all of the things He's done, He's healed the sick. He's brought sight to the blind, he's fed the hungry, he's calmed the raging seas. Like we've heard of everything that he's done, right? So we think we know him, we think we know of him. But a majority of, of these people have never actually felt his presence and I was I'm, I've been one of those people for such a long time. Such a long time. I grew up in a very churchy environment. My dad um, was a minister. He also struggled with alcoholism, but he was a minister. Um, I got taken away from him at a very young age and put into foster care, and, uh, and the family that ended up adopting me was also very religious, and and so I've always had like a religious foundation. I've always had an understanding of God, and that I need to pray, and it's not nice to be mean to people, and these are the Ten Commandments, and you know, like I've always had that like law of Christianity in in my soul, in my foundation, and I've had this understanding of God, but I'd never actually felt his presence until I had my son. I was told I can never conceive a child because of some medical issues that I've had. And, um, to be honest, I never wanted to have a kid because my mom was a drug addict. My dad was an alcoholic. I have 11 siblings and I don't even know most of them. I grew up in a very abusive household. Um, I didn't want to bring a kid in this world because my parents failed me and I was terrified that I was going to fail my child if I ever had one. And I never knew what a healthy family looked like. I never knew what a good mom looked like. I never had one. So why on earth would I have a kid? Who am I to have a kid to try to raise this child when I have no understanding of being a mom? That's what was going through my head, okay? And then... Fast forward a little bit. I was told I was pregnant. And at first I was like, there's no way, right? There's There's no way. So they did blood tests after blood tests. They did so many pregnancy tests. They did so many different things. And sure enough, I was pregnant. And even my doctor didn't believe it. He was like, whoa. You know, I had just finished a radiation treatment. like." came to the end of it, I was in there for my post-radiation checkup, and uh, found out I was pregnant. And I just remember like I was just so scared. I was so scared. And after a lot of consultation with my doctor, um, we tried to abort my pregnancy, and my body rejected the abortion and I was just terrified, I was like, oh my gosh, I am dealing with health issues, now I'm gonna try, I'm gonna grow this thing inside me, this baby, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna parent this child, how am I gonna parent this child, I've never even had like a, a dog how am I gonna parent this child you know and I've just all of these fears and all of these worries and everything going through me and I was just so scared I literally was driving home and I, I pulled over on the side of the road and I just wept in my car and I just cried and cried and cried and then I had this like calmness come over me and I literally heard it'll be okay you will be okay. And I just, my hair's standing up on my arms right now thinking about it. I just, I remember I was sitting there and I was just so scared. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. And I was like, okay, God, let's do this. Like, no question in my mind after that, I was like, I'm gonna raise this child. I'm gonna be a great mom. And I'm a phenomenal mom. I'm such a good mom. I have so much love in my heart for my son that I didn't even know I could have. I didn't even know how to be a mom, but all of a sudden all these maternal instincts came and I just, I knew how to be a mom. Like it, I don't even know how to explain it, but like once you have a kid, you just like, you know how to be a parent. I had no idea, okay? I was not like a super responsible person. I mean, yeah, I had my own house and like had a job, but I, I couldn't tell you how many times you're supposed to feed a baby. I didn't know you're supposed to burp a child after you bottle it. I didn't know how to change a freaking diaper. I had no idea how to be a mom, okay? And then like like going through all my pregnancy like meeting with my OBGYN and all of my doctors and I was on bed rest and like all of these different things and then I remember like like, going to the hospital to actually have him, right, to welcome him to this world, and I was just like, this is happening, okay, everything I've practiced, everything I've prepared for, all the books I've read, is for this moment, here we go, and then, like, I I held him, and I was just like, I'm a mom, (laughs) and even now, he's been here seven years, and I'm like, I'm... I'm a mom like (laughs) there's times even today where I'm still just like I'm a mom but I never actually felt God's presence until my son and it's crazy to think and if you're one of these people it it's crazy to think that we know all of the uh, the glorification that God has done but we don't actually know him personally We've never actually been in the presence of God. I want to urge you, don't give up, because he's there. He's waiting for the right opportunity to come to you and say, I am here. So don't give up. If you haven't felt the presence of God, he's waiting. He's waiting for you to fully say, what the heck am I doing here? You know, and he will come and he will lift you up and he'll say, it's okay, I got you. I know... There's times where I'm prideful. And there's times where I'm deceitful. There's times where I'm lustful. There's times I don't allow myself to have that pure, raw, honest connection with God. I have that. And I like to think of myself as a pretty straight person. But I've been begging. God to let me lay aside all of my pride, all of my lust, all of my deceit, all of my impurities. Just lay it aside so that I can draw near to God. I am hungry for God. I am so hungry for God. I have this overwhelming hunger for God, to know God, for Him to work in my life. Just like we do in the world. When you stop and you look around, there's an overwhelming hunger and I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, that you can also feel hungry. And I'm not saying in like a legit sense, like, oh, I'm starving. I want to draw near to God I'm laying it all out there for God. Are you drawing near to God? Are you hungry for God? A lot of the times we like to think of hope as an emotion. We like to think of hope as... an idea that there is a possibility of something better out there. But hope's not an emotion. Hope is not an idea. Hope is a person and that person is God. Have hope that there is a God. Have hope that there is better for you. Have hope that God is going to come into your life and renew your soul and purify your heart through repentance. Have hope that God is drawing you near. That's all I have to say today. In a world full of darkness, be a light. Let that light shine bright. Be a light. Thank you so much for watching today. Thank you so much for being here today. And I urge you to let that hunger grow into a beautiful relationship with God. Let that hunger grow so much that you draw near to God. I hope you guys have an incredible day. I hope this week is beautiful and so overwhelmingly blessed for you. And just know, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. Isaiah 40, 31. This is a new day, you guys, a new day full of new opportunities, a new week. Let's rejoice and get out there.